Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. One kid, we play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday on the fan. If you missed the first hour, the podcasting is back, by the way. Oh, right. And uh, we can uh, podcast that. So the Les Shop Tires podcast will be up of the show if you missed any of the conversation. And the fan text line is 55305. So uh, feel free to interact with us throughout the show. We've had a lot of good texts today. So appreciate you guys listening. And lucky for us, last week we had to uh, basically do a show through the first half of the Saints game. And uh, thank you, NFL, for moving the first game to noon so that appreciate once our it. show is over, we can get home in time to watch the games. That's very, very nice of you. I appreciate, appreciate that. you. Got some stops to make anyway. I do, too. So I have an hour to get some chores done and then uh, get home and watch the uh, watch the two games. So we'll start those. So the first game of the day is uh, the one we'll talk about second. That's the Texans Chiefs. So we'll get to that next. But uh, Seahawks Packers um, is the first game uh, that we'll discuss and. This is such an interesting matchup to me. Similarly to the Niners, the amount of times I've watched the Packers this year and said, how are you playing this well? They, they, they are the strangest team to get a buy, in my opinion, because I've watched them and I just go, I don't think they're that good. Obviously, you have Aaron Rodgers, who is still a top quarterback in the game, although that is uh, slowly changing as we get a lot of good young guys in and he's getting a little bit older, but they've had a lot of flaws on offense. Um, defensively, they were really good in the beginning of the year and then have kind of slowly faded a little bit. It's been an inconsistent defensive performance, and yet they just kept winning games. They have played a ton of one-score games, and I believe they're 8 or 9-0 and oh in one-score games. On the flip side, the Seahawks have played even more one-score games, and they're 11-2 in their one-score games, which is just even more insane to me. Uh, they're dealing with injury issues, of course. Their running back situation is a mess. Uh, Marshawn Lynch said – or. Pete Carroll said Marshawn Lynch is going to get more carries in this game today, um, or at least more, more. He's going to be a bigger part of the offense today. I guess I should say that doesn't necessarily mean more carries just might mean he's on the field more, but it's a fascinating game because I'm not sure the Packers are as good as a buy two seed, but then again, the Seahawks, I haven't thought are that great at this point in the last few weeks, but they keep winning. So I don't really know what to think. It's a really strange game. This is a, a really weird game, but the one thing we know is you have two quarterbacks that are capable of the impossible. Right? That That's the one true. thing that we know is that the Hail Mary God and Aaron Rodgers and then that guy that just refuses to be sacked in most cases, Russell Wilson. Like you got two guys that are just magicians when they're out there. And and you look at these rosters and you don't say that you don't see that game breaking receiver or that game or that really dependable tight end. You just see a couple of quarterbacks that just continue to make things happen. Defenses that, you know, historically have been great. Now they're good. 
you know, good defenses, not terrible. You know, better but than we thought. Better, better, middle of the road, you know, defenses, which is just good enough to go out there and make plays for you any given Sunday or Saturday in some cases. So, um I don't. I don't know. Like you're right. Like you got two teams from the NFC that neither. That's the crazy thing. None of the teams from the NFC. Like none of them are great. Like I mean. Like I mean the 49ers, Awesome. Right. You know. But we just talked about how Garoppolo and some other were things were. You know. It's, the Saints are the are, were great. I thought but they were. Where are they? You know. So they're gone. Yeah. The the um. We were talking a little bit about uh in the past how good the Rams were. Like where are they? You know. So. There's no, only teams in the AFC that are, that are really doing things are the, the Chiefs, Mahomes, man, awesome quarterback. We we just finished talking a lot about Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but for the most part, like you got a lot of teams that are really similar in the NFC, and so this is one of those games. Like again, the the one commonality both these teams have is that you have a quarterback that can just make it happen. Everybody else is kind of a toss up. We'll see. You know, are you going to get? A good game from beast mode. Are you going to see many touches uh, from beast mode? Like, what's the run game going to look like for Seattle? Uh, what What's the run game going to look like if you're Green Bay? I think some of the same questions you have for one team, you can also kind of apply to the other. Did you know this is Aaron Rodgers' first playoff game in three seasons? Yes, I did. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, it's been that long since the Packers have been good. And, and we're still here judging whether or not they're actually that good. I think your, your point is great. What we can expect from this game, although I'm having a really hard time f- predicting what I think is going to happen, is we're going to see two really, really good playoff performance quarterbacks who both are known for late game magic. So I think what if we are lucky, we will get a close tie game in the fourth quarter and both guys will have a chance to do their thing. And... Uh, prove that their magic is better quote unquote in this in this instance because as fans that's what we deserve in this kind of a game i think this will be a fairly low scoring game to be honest with you but uh if it's like 20 to 17 and you need and the russell wilson gets the ball and he drives down the field and they can maybe they kick a field goal to tie the game and aaron Rodgers gets like a minute left and he gets a chance to try to drive down the field that's what i want to see you can flip it too if you want to have russell wilson be the second guy to get the ball i don't care that would be so much fun to watch tonight in this game because I think there's a lot of questions about these teams. There's a lot of things we could kind of dissect and try to figure out what's wrong or what's right. I mean, we know what the Seahawks injuries are a massive concern. We know what the Packers, there's a lot of, there's a lot of inexperience on that team right now. You got a first time head coach in the playoffs and Matt LaFleur. Um, you've got actually outside of really Rogers and a couple other guys on that team. Not a lot of the guys on the, on the Packers have made it, been in the playoffs before. So you got a lot of inexperience on that team. We know those are basic facts about this game. I mean, it's going to come down to the quarterback matchup and that's, with these two guys, hell yeah. That is what I want. I'm, Give I'm, me Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson every single day. And, you know, Russell Wilson, it's so strange because, you know, we've talked about you know him on the show at nauseum, especially for the five years that you and I have done the show together. And he's never been one of my favorite players up until recently. And I find myself really, really pulling for Russell Wilson in certain instances. Like that game against the Seahawks where they just, I don't know, or excuse me, against the 49ers. When they had the the play clock, uh, uh, they let the play clock expire and they cost themselves five yards. That was the silliest thing, and I was so frustrated, you know, for him at this point. I don't, but I still want the Seahawks to lose. In a lot of cases, it's so weird. But I really find myself like pulling for number three a lot of the times. Like I don't get the same feeling with Aaron Rodgers when I watch Aaron. I'm like, man, that's a bad boy. That boy's cold. Like he'll do something every now and then. It's like, man, damn it, he's so freaking good. 
But I find He's myself thirty six now too. Man, but I find myself watching Russell Wilson like, man, this this kid's gold. Man, good job. First down, clapping it up for the Seahawks. Then I have to check myself like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I clapping for these dudes right now, man? But I think Russ has that type of of magic. He's hard to not like. He's hard to if whether you're a 49er fan or whether you're a you know Rams fan or you know it's hard to not like Russell Wilson and it's it's become one of those things like I've kind of had to concede to the fact that man I just like you as a player bro that's okay you're allowed to like him I, I think a lot of people dislike him because he's a little bit corny he's a little he's, bit of, he's hella corny but he's, you know, he's got some of that like I'm not sure if I know who real Russell Wilson is because he's a he's a robot in front of the camera I'm but, okay with uh, that so is Brady so I'm okay with that well I guess so. I feel like Brady shows some personality now. He'll make some jokes and laugh and stuff. Russell Wilson's just like Pete Carroll Jr. Man, Russell Wilson's wife is Sierra. I'll let you know about how corny he is. That is true. That so is true. Let's put that out there. And he did when he did the video from bed. It was like, maybe this is what more is, real Russell Wilson. Yeah, I like hey, it. Hey, Seattle. Man. I like it. Hey, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's what Russell like, oh, is. Okay, so Russell Wilson's not just this like Pete Carroll mini, mini me over here. No. Um, what I mean, so what do you expect in the game? Do you think... It, it, I, like I said, it's going to be tough to predict this game, I think. But um, which quarterback's magic will carry his team further? Russell Wilson's. Okay. I I, I think Aaron Rodgers. Um, we haven't seen we haven't seen the guy that we remember with the guy putting on his championship belt. That's a long time ago. Discount double check was a long time ago. So I don't think we're looking at the same. No, he's state Aaron farm Rogers. guy. Yeah. He's state farm guy. You know, he's just the other guy. Or in was the that still state farm? Just kind of double check. No, it's yeah, state farm, but oh, now so he's, he's the other guy in state farm. Yeah, the same. Okay. He's the other guy. Mahomes has taken his position in state farm. Now mm. Aaron Rodgers is just kind of in the commercials and stuff like that. Like mm. that's where he is at this point. He's father time. And so I'm looking at this guy, Russell Wilson. I'm looking at what he's been doing all season. I'm looking at DK Metcalf. Who's looking to have a, a great, a big game, another big game after That's the a guy, one he had another last guy I was wrong about in the you draft, know? by the way. So what uh, a great game last week. So and the draft is such a such a gamble, such a hard thing to predict. Like we've seen players get drafted first overall. The uh, Jamarcus Russell, you're supposed to be good, and you know what I'm saying. So we we just we don't know. You can be fooled by one or two good seasons from somebody in a draft, and then you know you get nothing from it. So it's just it's a it's a really hard thing to pick at that point. I always say reserve judgment until at least their second year, and then you can. Say they were a bust I, or they were a, a good pick. If, or I, if I'm making a prediction on this game, I think I'm going to lean towards the Packers. Most people are. It's cool. I don't know if most people are. Well, I was just looking at like a, a lot of the, the experts pick, and most people are picking the Packers. I think the line is Packers minus four. Four and a half is yeah. from what I saw. Um, if, if you want to do a ve Vegas gambling terms, I think that the Packers are being slightly undervalued. Because I think people have the worries that we all do about them. But strip away some of that and just say you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got the best skill position player in the game and Devontae Adams on your team. You've got a much better running back situation with Aaron Jones, who's been really good most of this year, um, than what the Seahawks have. Defensively, it's probably a wash. And, you know, you could you could argue for either side in some of those instances. I'd probably pick the Seahawks defensively with how they've been playing lately. But um and Quandre Diggs playing has been really, really good it's for them. Great. That was a great trade by them. I don't know why the Lions traded him. Um, but uh, the uh, I think the Packers are just being slightly undervalued here. Like they're they're being considered not that good. And it's like as much as we might question that, they still got to buy, right? They still won almost all of their games. And then one other thing that I that I saw today that's an interesting stat: the Seahawks are eight and one on the road this season, right? That's incredible. Um, but they've lost eight straight at Lambeau Field. And are one and nine all time at Lambeau. 
which of those gives, right? I, I tend to lean towards more the trend of a long period of time versus the one season trend. It's tough to win at Lambeau Field. It's cold there. Uh, there was a, there's been some snow in the area. It's going to be in the 20s for the game. Who thrives in that? The Packers do. Seahawks don't play in that very often. No. So but, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Packers maybe getting like a seven-point win in this game. But again, one-score game because both these teams play a ton of those. But the one thing I will say is I, I think, the, you know, the snow is, and you're from, you know, the East Coast, uh, snow is dry. You know, it's not uncomfortable a lot of times to play in. Like Seattle plays in the wet, in the wind. You know, I think those things, I have a lot of friends from Alaska, right? And so they'll be here in Oregon and in Portland, like, oh, it's so cold here. It's freezing. And I'll look at them like, what? You're from Alaska. How are you cold right now? And it's like, man, this, this is a real chill, you know, kind of chill you to the bone type of cold here in the Northwest. Because not only is it raining, but you've got the wind blowing at you in one time. So I think, I, honestly, I don't, I, don't think, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Yeah. I don't think I, it gets that cold here. Oh, well, that's that's good, man. You really, you know. Depends on where you're from. Like, if you're from Chicago, you don't think this is cold. Yeah, I mean, like, I I went to school in Syracuse for four years. That was cold. <laughs> it was, like, negative all the time. Well, that's, like, really? no, that's, it, it, that's like what, northern New York or whatever? Yeah, Central Yeah, New so York, it's, yeah. it's cold up there. I mean, look at Buffalo. Look at what happened. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have to get people to come out and shovel their stadium every every year because it's so freaking cold. And it snows all the I don't know. It's, this is that's a, just, I've never lived in Alaska, so I have no I, I, idea how it feels it, there. It, it, it's a tangent, like, but I've I've never thought that the I've never thought that the the winters here get too cold. Even with the I get what you're saying about like when it's raining and it's wet, it's 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 a different kind of cold. I've never felt that way. Like we know. have a cold that prevents you from going places in most cases. Maybe like, that's man, just me. I don't want to get dressed and go anywhere and it's raining outside. Like maybe it's just nowhere me. else. You know, the, the Northwest. You just you, this rain is a, a beast. So I'm not saying that. It, Playing the snow is going to be easier. It's going to be a little harder to maneuver and, and move. But I'm not sure how many snow games the Packers have played in uh, at this point in, what, January? I don't know. They haven't I mean, been to the playoffs in three years. So right. how, how many games has it really snowed in Lambeau uh, this know. season? I don't know. I remember, you, you know, the last time I really remember it was when they played the 49ers. And it was that Kaepernick dead had no, tundra of a field. The yeah. field was brown. It was just dead. And, and Kaepernick went out there and shredded them yeah, with no shredded sleeves. shredded them. Just ran. Ran all over the place. But, I mean, I— I mean, I I personally, when I think about Portland, I I've been to Denver when it's 15 degrees, and I'd rather be in Denver at 15 degrees than um, Oregon at 40. Just that that's my you know, but that's also I've also been to Denver, and they're like, yeah, this is nothing compared to a place like once again Chicago or Minneapolis, where right. that's just a different type of cold. That's true. I have been to Minneapolis many times now too. <laughs> it's Minneapolis tight. It's cold when it gets that cold in the winter. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, one final game before we get to our hate it or love it. I also want to talk a little bit about LSU and uh, Clemson. Maybe that's the last segment, but uh, we'll talk a little Texans Chiefs next and uh, maybe just slide the national title game in there too because to be honest with you, I'm not sure this game's going to be that great. So that's next here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10:22 Sunday morning football Sunday with you till 11 o'clock. Don't forget Seahawks will be on the fan today. One o'clock pregame, 3:40-ish kick for that one against the Packers. Um, I think what I want to do here is kind of combo it. We don't have a lot of time, but uh, I just don't think there's a lot to talk about with Chiefs Texans personally. 
I kind of feel like the Chiefs are just going to blow them to smithereens. Um, yep. <laughs> last week, the Texans were very fortunate to play a quarterback who's not good at throwing the ball down the field. That's Josh Allen. Uh, the Texans have a terrible defense in an even worse than terrible pass defense. And they went from they, they played Josh Allen, who doesn't throw the ball down the field well, and were able to come back. First of all, they were down 16-0 in that game. Let's not forget. Uh, they came back and win. You're playing Patrick Mahomes this week on the road or in his place with a healthy set of receivers for Kansas City. I think Deshaun Watson's fantastic. I think he can certainly, uh, in this game, put up a ton of points. Will Fuller's supposed to be back, which will help them as well. I just don't see any way that the Texans' defense stops Patrick Mahomes at all. I think it's going to be like a 45-17 to 17 game for the Chiefs. That's kind of the vibe I'm feeling, which is why I'm like, I don't know what to preview with it. The preview is the Texans' defense sucks. Patrick Mahomes is still really good. I think the Chiefs win big. That's that's my prediction. Um, I mean, I don't know if I don't I don't know if the Chiefs are gonna because the Chiefs' defense, like you said, I think they've been playing better. The Chiefs about, have had, yeah. I think, statistically, the best defense in the NFL over the last five weeks. Okay, and you know we've seen what good defenses do. You know, have been doing so far in the playoffs. You know, so nobody thought Baltimore would get shredded up like they did. Nobody thought the Patriots get shredded up like they did. So we 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 see what heck what can happen to a, a great defense in the playoffs. So. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss anything that happened in the regular season because this is a whole new season, and it only takes one game. And, I, and to my knowledge, I think the last time they played, didn't the Texans win? Yes, they did. Yes. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, and take take whatever you want to from that, but on paper already the Texans have a win over the Chiefs. Now, mind you, not the, the same Chiefs. Was that the game that Mahomes got hurt in? I, or was that around the time he was hurt? I can never remember. I can't remember. I know it was, it was like week eight, week nine. I'm, I'm sorry. My computer's down, so I would have to kind of look that up. Looking into it right now. Thank you, I can't sir. remember who played that game, but I also know that the Chiefs' defense has leaps and bounds improved. So um, that th- that would be very different. Broncos were uh, a nice elixir for that defense. Yes. Yes, they were. Although, guess who couldn't stop the Broncos? The Texans. <laughs> they gave up like 38 points to Denver's offense, which was not very good this year. Um, yeah, it's just this is one of those where it's like I think it might. I mean, obviously, any game has a potential to be a good game in the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be. A well, good I mean, game. last last week we didn't see a great game from um, what was it? The, the um, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't you didn't see an awesome game from him. He no. played better in the second half. But he had that costly fumble in the first. He was uh, really didn't have a catch in the first half. And then when he finally did catch one in the first half, he ended up fumbling at the same play. So he didn't have a great game last week. I look for him to play way better than he played last week. He's still, I mean, a top two, top three receiver, you know, in the league. You know, some people will put him number one. All right. So week six is when they face the Houston Texans. Patrick Mahomes was in the middle of all of his ankle, knee issue stuff. Uh, and then I don't know if you recall, but I believe it was like six players from that defense was injured, not playing against the Broncos the next week. The Chiefs were hurt? Yeah, so you're looking at a, a Chiefs team, and by week six was beaten, battered. Okay. Their leader and Patrick Mahomes he was wasn't pl- 100%. He was playing, though? He was. Was this before I, he fractured his knee? Well, I mean, I think it was in the middle of it. I am uh, – let me bring up the box score right now. Because I remember – he went he uh, weeks, 19 think, for right? 35 for 273, three touchdowns and interceptions. So oh. Mahomes was in that game. So he played well. Yeah. And this, they lost. What was the um, score? It was, 20... it was 
31-24. So the defense wasn't there. But once again, this was week six. Right. And, and basically, since week seven, when they played that Denver defense, it's or that Denver offense, it's been a, a totally different defense. And it's gotten even better as the year went on, too. That I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it clicked. It just clicked with them, and they're playing much better. I guess maybe part of it was just they got healthy, uh, which is obviously huge. So um, I think the Chiefs are just going to blow out the Texans, to be honest with you. It's just one of those things where every year we get one just terrible playoff game, and I think this this might be it. Yeah, it's, maybe I mean, it was Niners-Vikings yesterday because that wasn't particularly exciting in the second half, but no, I just feel like this is just going to be one of those. Yeah, the Texans were lucky to win last week. They were, and you know, I think you get you know, you know get Will Fuller back, I believe, from the groin yeah. uh, Which issue. Which is big so for them offensively. That's, that's huge because that gives somebody to go on alongside uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and then uh, obviously J.J. Watt played about, what, like 50, 60 snaps last week but still had a sack, and you know, I, you expect him to play – a whole lot more. Uh, I think they got their their cornerback, the Watts. What's his first name? Armani Watts. I mean, they get him back. So there's some there's some players or there's some pieces that are you know coming back for this Texans team that should make things uh, pretty interesting today. I I think it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that you guys think it's going to be, but I hope. Let me take that back. I hope it's an interesting game. I don't know if that. it's going to be a blowout, but I could see the Chiefs definitely winning by ten, and I guess that is kind of a blowout. But I mean, I I. I think Houston sticks around. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, Houston has not been a good first-half team, and they, you know, had a lot of Watson second-half heroics. But I just – now now you're playing a team that is more than competent to go toe-to-toe for you if you're going to try to do those second-half heroics. And I just – I don't know if they're going to be able to get past that first-half, like, hangover that they always seem to have every week. Who's the better coach? Oh, that's easy. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not even close. It's not. It's like maybe like the second or third best coach in the NFL, I mean, or even the best if you want to go that high, to like maybe the twentieth best coach in the NFL. That is. That's generous. Well, I mean, but who's a better coach, uh, Belichick or um, Vrabel? You know, and again, in this game, it's just anything. We've seen the craziest things happen. We've seen the Giants at 8-8 eight and eight run through the playoffs and win Super Bowls twice. But here's the thing, you know, right? So I, I think as we're learning, Vrabel's not a bad coach. No, he's not. I think Bill O'Brien is a bad coach. Obviously, yes. his team makes the playoffs every year. Is that a bad coach? Despite him. Despite him. Despite him. He is a bad if coach. If they make it right now because of Watson, that's it, dude. They're out if they don't they have Watson They made the playoffs with, I think it was, what was it, um... TJ Yates one year. No, TJ Yates one year, and then <laughs> what was it? Well, who was it the year before that? Was it was it Matt Castle? Was it Matt Castle? Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub, and who else? And I there was believe another... you're thinking well, that was prior before to Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yes, no, th- this is not Bill O'Brien years, bro. When was hold on? TJ Bill O'Brien did make it with a backup quarterback. One yes, year. Uh, TJ Yates. So, I remember started a playoff game. I think that was a couple years ago, but um, that was prior. That was the year or two before Deshaun Watson. Um, but I just very simply. Andy Reid will coach circles around Bill O'Brien in this game. Of course. And because of that, and you're already a team that's not anywhere near close enough in talent, in my opinion, to the Chiefs, I just don't think it's going to be close. That's all. And the one thing, too, is I think people this season have looked at the Chiefs and said, well, they're not as good as last year. Why? Because Mahomes was hurt for a couple of games and wasn't fully healthy. The Chiefs are as good as they were last year where they made the AFC title game and had a very, very good chance of beating the Patriots in that game and just fell short. Um, it's the same team. And if we were, if I were to pick right now, I would pick Niners chiefs in the super bowl. And I would be thrilled about that because you'd get a really good offense against a really good defense. And we know usually how that turns out with the defense winning, but 
Mahomes is a little bit different, but we, we, we would see a good matchup, I think, in that situation. All right, let's break. We did not talk about the title game. We'll do that in the last segment. Uh, coming up next, though, we do have Hate It or Love It. First, Jesse has Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. You know what that music means? It is time for Hate It or Love It. Somebody inv- invite your boys over for barbecue. What's up? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about there's not a lot of great barbecue in the city. So Mike Lynch and I will gladly show up. I did up try Matt's whiskey. yesterday for the first time, which was delightful. So I had a very good experience going to Matt's. A little, little food try. I think they actually are making a, a brick and mortar restaurant too, or they already have. But uh, on, on Mississippi, I was over there yesterday. It was good. Um, uh, but yeah, this music means it's time for us to compete viciously against each other with our, hot, death. with our hot takes. Yeah, until we die. It's really serious, guys. It really is. It gets pretty heated in here. Man, I was ripping my barbecue out of the garage at 945 last night. See, uh, you got the great idea, man. There's no there's no wrong time to start barbecue. Yeah, just no, to say, I mean, just tell you that. Uh, it wasn't a barbecue, but there that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was telling me before the show that he wants to share a story, but it needs more time. Than- it, it needs some time. It was... It, it was an interesting day yesterday for sure. Uh, what I guess do we got, Jesse? We'll uh, move on. We got some. Uh, we got a lot of things actually going on. It was real easy to come up with a list of things today. We have not talked about the coaching hires no, yet. No, and, and guess be what? One of your questions. Coaching hires are in there. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, honestly, I even. I mean, I got I got three coaching hire uh, questions on here. Let's do it. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, well. We'll start off with probably the most intriguing one in Dallas. Okay. Where uh, everybody's like, when are they going to get rid of Jason Garrett? When are they going to get rid of Jason Garrett? When are they going to get rid of Jason Garrett? Honestly, they just kind of let Jason Garrett kind of just disappear into the background while they went off and hired Mike McCarthy. There wasn't any real like, hey, get the heck out of here. You're fired. It was, we're just going to let your contract. It was really weird. It was really, it never seen really anything like that, but... They bring in Mike McCarthy from what it sounded like, who was desperate to get back into head coaching this season, had many opportunities and settled on the Dallas Cowboys, who obviously have lots of pieces and toys to play with for Mike McCarthy. Now, Mike McCarthy was basically ran out of Green Bay by Aaron Rodgers and, well, the rest of the rest of the team um, for his kind of, I don't know, his play calling. Love or hate. Mike McCarthy will fail to me. It's much better than Jason Garrett in Dallas. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm torn on this because I, I'm going to go with my initial thought is, is love. I think Mike McCarthy is Jason Garrett 2.0. I think that's what you're getting. Now there's some hope that I've heard from some people that he's in the couple of years off learned that uh, analytics is a little bit more important. He's going to build a little bit more of an analytical based system. Whereas before he was criticized for being, uh, way too not a great play caller. He was conservative. He wasn't very, very good. Um, but to me, I just don't love this hire. I think you've got a world of young, interesting coaches that can take the Cowboys, who are a good team, that have good players, and and push them over the top to being a 12-13 win team every year. And to me, going to Mike McCarthy, who, yes, won a Super Bowl, uh, yes, was good in Green Bay before getting run out of town, and it is tough to work with Aaron Rodgers, so maybe that's part of it, was 
was to me always just an average head coach who was lucky to have a really good quarterback with him. Um, you have a great offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who is staying, who showed this year that he had a really good young, bright mind. Go in a direction like that, I think, if you're the Cowboys. Don't. But Jerry Jones said, I want a guy who has years of experience as a head coach. Well, then you're going to get a retread because most of those guys who have years of experience as a head coach get fired because of a certain reason and probably shouldn't have a job again. Why do you think Mike McCarthy didn't get hired right away? Because there were problems with him. And look, he might say all the right things right now and that oh, I'm gonna le- I've learned and I've changed my ways. Let's see what happens eight games into a season when the Cowboys are five and three and they need to make some tough decisions and um, you know aren't playing as well. Let's see how good Mike McCarthy is. I think he's going to be very similar to Jason Garrett. Playoffs, sure, but not great. Uh, what am What am I hating? I'm sorry. I'm listening. He's to Lynch basically and... gonna be. He He could be slightly better than Jason Garrett. Man, is what we're looking love. At. He's gonna be slightly better than. He's gonna be massively better than Jason Garrett. Let's just be real. Jason Garrett was a figurehead. He was nothing more. We know you. If you well, number one, when you're the coach of the Cowboys, you make no decisions. We know who makes all the decisions there, and this Jerry. Jerry's making every single decision that has, that has anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys. But you're looking at a dude in Mike McCarthy, who whether you want to acknowledge it or not, he's really responsible for. Aaron Rodgers' maturation as a quarterback. He was the one that was there when Aaron... Absolutely, man. He would take Aaron Rodgers to his little quarterback camp for the first couple of years of his career and look at the, the the every game that he had and where the mistakes were and where he can improve. That's the reason Aaron Rodgers was such a good quarterback. And the fact is he did the same thing with Brett Favre. He did the same thing with Rich, Rich Gannon. That's something we're not talking about. Here's a dude that knows how to coach quarterbacks. You're listening, looking at a guy who has a record of what? Uh, 175 and and 60 something like that like his record as a football coach speaks for itself man so here's somebody that knows how to win knows how to win in the nfc knows how to win a super bowl in the nfc which is what the cowboys haven't done in since the 1990s so absolutely i think jared jason excuse me this is a massive improvement over jason garrett nice i very strongly disagree with that massive improvement of jason garrett is a clapper I definitely oh, do good not. Good interception, I, other team. Great job. I'm clapping up for you. Why are you clapping, bro? Get on somebody's ass. As much as Jason Garrett was not a great coach, he still won nine to ten games almost every year, which is or eight to nine games, I should say. And guess what? Mike McCarthy was in the playoffs nine of the 13 years that he was in Green Bay and won at least a one game in each of those years. So it's one or six of those years. So it's one of them things, man. He knows at least how to win. Things kind of broke apart for the, for the Packers. Defense, all type of stuff. So there we go. I'll let you have that, Jesse. All right. Um, I like the fire. I like the passion. I I'm I'm more with Mike here. on this, by the way. But I obviously was dishing out points left and yeah, right. We're both fighting y'all. for the death, clearly. Um, uh, ow, ow. So we'll we'll move on. <laughs> another another me. coaching hire. I had this on last week. We didn't make it to it, but um, I think we all agree Ron Rivera is a pretty good coach, right? Like, yes, pretty dang good coach. Like, I think he's kind of boring, honestly. Like he's always. I I felt like he's always like. I, on the Panthers boring. His nickname is Riverboat Ron. You sure? I, I think he's he kind of boring. He goes on fourth like, down and stuff. A lot. I just, I think, <laughs> I've always thought the Panthers kind of boring. Mark, okay. I mean, anyways, that's, uh, I mean, it, you know, did, we're going to let one running back run and then we're going to let on the other running back in the in between the 20s and I just, I hate that style. I just, I, give me, give me the guy, man. Make D'Angelo Williams the guy or, or whatever. Anyway, so Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera's Gone to Washington. Yes. Gone to Washington. Now, apparently, he's going to not just be the head coach. He's going to be, like, the guy in charge. He's going to be, like, the head coach GM type of guy. Oh, okay. Love or hate, Ron Rivera 
will not succeed in Washington as long as he is head coach and GM. Uh, I'm going to say love, but not for the reason that you're asking. Uh, he's not going to succeed in Washington because Dan Snyder is the owner of the Washington Redskins. Not one coach will succeed with the Redskins as long as Snyder is the owner of that team. He is one of the, if not the worst owners in the NFL, and he is way too ego-driven to see that uh, he is part of the problem. Now, good on them for firing Bruce Allen, who was a terrible GM. Uh, I have no idea if Ron Rivera is going to be a good GM. I don't think he's ever done it before, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, but it has nothing to do with Ron Rivera. It's They don't build good teams there because Dan Snyder doesn't spend money. He's super cheap, and he makes poor financial decisions. And it's like... Everything the Redskins do can always be that's bad is always pointed to him. Now, in terms of Rivera as a coach, I think Rivera is a great hire no matter where he went, because I think Rivera is a very good coach. Um, I think he was let go in Carolina, not because he was bad, but because David Tepper, their new owner, wanted to get his own guy in there. Tepper took over and he let Rivera have a couple of years and Cam Newton's been hurt and it hasn't been pretty. But uh, I think Rivera is a solid coach. I actually grew to respect him more after watching Hard Knocks with the Panthers or not Hard Knocks, um, the All or Nothing with the Panthers, uh, the Amazon show. I thought he was a really good head coach. I thought he had good connections with his players. Um, so I think he'll be able to make Washington competitive like Jay Gruden had them competitive, but they will never be successful because Dan Snyder is the owner. Uh, I, I I hate I'm hating that he's not going to be successful because that's a for sure. Um, Ron Rivera will fail to succeed in Washington as both head coach and GM. Uh, unfortunately, I, I love it. You know, he's. For everything Lynch just said, really, he kind of took the words out of my mouth. You're looking at one not just the worst owner in football, but arguably the worst owner in all of sports. Here's somebody that knows that the the name of his franchise, you know, has a you know negative connotation and, and racial, but yet still hasn't changed it. Here's somebody that drafted RG3 in one draft, and in the same draft drafted Kirk Cousins and wasted a whole bunch of money in that. Again, somebody who doesn't want to spend money on upgrades for the stadium. Somebody who doesn't want to spend money on free agents. Somebody who doesn't want to spend money on great head coaching uh, uh, hires. This is These are all makings of a bad franchise. You don't believe me? Go ahead and look at the Knicks owner. Go ahead and look at what was the uh, the um, former Clippers owner. You know, the, the people that don't want to put money into their franchise, typically their franchises don't go anywhere. And I can see Ron Rivera coaching himself into a hole there because there's really nothing he can do. But just to say this, Ron Rivera, career coaching record, 76-63. Um, pretty good record. Mike McCarthy, 120, 125 and 77. So if we're saying that one guy is a good coach and the other one, the other one isn't, like, I don't know, records speak for themselves. So Ron Rivera is a great coach. Unfortunately, he's in a really crappy situation in Washington. All right. One point lead for Rashad going into the final round. Yes. Wow. Because I'm dope, man. Oh, oh, man. Yes. Stop, Let's stop, go. Stop. All away, right. Put away the key. Do you guys want to stick with the NFL or do you want to go college? NFL. We got college next time. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. This is, this is kind of more inspired by free agency. All right. Uh, now we have uh, some interesting running backs coming into the free agency this year, including Derrick Henry in the final year of his uh, rookie contract. We have Melvin Gordon for the L.A. Chargers and obviously Kareem Hunt, who was kind of a utility guy. But we all know he's a three down back and probably doesn't want to return to Kansas City as a, as a complimentary piece. Love or hate, Houston is going to trade in Lamar Miller for one of these three running backs in free agency. Oh, uh, you mean Carlos Hyde? L- yeah, I, I mean, anymore, well, I, well, Lamar Miller is on IR, but he's technically he was the guy going into the season. I don't think he, like 
I, I, I think they would easily give up on Carlos Hyde for one of these guys. Um, but, but they were really adamant about Lamar Miller. So, so just, say the three again. You got Derrick Henry. You got Kareem Hunt. And who was the other one? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Um, and that guy cost him, himself some money, by the way. A lot of it. I'm probably going to say hate on this one because I don't think the Titans will let Derrick Henry go. Let's let's be honest here. First of all, Derrick Henry is staying a Tennessee Titan after this playoff run, especially after the end of the season. Um, Kareem Hunt is a three down back, but I don't think many teams are going to get him based on his history. Um, yes, he. the Browns were like, oh, we'll give you a shot, even though you kicked a woman in a hallway and was caught on camera. We'll give you a shot. Most NFL teams, I think, are getting to the point where they see this and they're like, yeah, I just, you might be good, but I'm not going to go ahead and deal with this anymore. And I don't know if the Texans are going to be a team to do that. And the other one's Melvin Gordon. I kind of feel like Melvin Gordon's lost it a little bit. I kind of feel like Melvin Gordon's hit that wall that all running backs hit in their career, and he's not very good. So I don't know. I mean, in terms of what the Texans are going to do, the Texans are not the best run franchise in the world. So sure, maybe they'll be the ones to do it. But if I were them, if I was Bill O'Brien, those are not the three guys I would go after. I mean, I would go after Derrick Henry, but you're not getting him. But uh, you're not going to get those three guys, in my opinion. So, hey. Uh, I I love because there's really only one guy that I think is, you know, in a situation where they won't be in at that same for that same team. Uh, and that's Melvin Gordon. You know, Melvin Gordon kind of shot himself in the foot with taking off some, you know, some weeks to not play and, you know, try to uh, bully himself into a new contract, and it just didn't happen. So I think the relationship in Los Angeles might be a little strained, you know, and you're looking at a uh, franchise in Los Angeles who's also in a little bit of flux right now. You know, what's going to happen for their quarterback position? I think they've got some other things to address first before they can sign Melvin Gordon, and so that's going to leave him with an opportunity to do something. Right now, that's probably the weakest spot for the Texans is the running back position. So I can see them throwing some money at somebody like Melvin Gordon, who would nothing gladly come and play uh, in that AFC South. All right, let's hear. Uh, all right. And stalling for time. time. And our winner today is Rashad Taylor. It's about damn time. You know, I couldn't take another loss this week. That was going to really frustrate me. Okay, so when I we come did. back. Oh, and as Lynch dies, we're going to come back and talk about the national championship game. Monday, LSU versus the team they're going to smash. Coming back right here. Well, no, they're not going to smash them. LSU versus Clemson. We're going to break that down. Coming up next on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, I got to be honest. It, it feels good to hear that music. It's been a uh, first time in a while. Has it been a while? It, it has have been a I while. Have I just been on a winning streak? Well, just considering we have, you know, we went through that weird December where we just didn't have shows and By stuff like that. By the way, like I'm that. a ghost now. I'm dead. Yeah, well, we that's the, the, the ghost I'm of Mike Lynch. i Rashad forever. Yes, this is what's going to happen every every Sunday. Somebody's got to die. And so I guess today it was just it was just Lynch. But with that in mind, somebody's got to win. Tomorrow there is a big game, the national championship. Which bowl is this? It's not. It's the national championship. Okay, so it's not a not a bowl, like the citrus bowl. No, I mean I think it's being played in the, isn't it in the Superdome or the Mercedes Benz Superdome? So I mean I, I just don't I don't think they count it as a bowl. No, that's all. Okay. Well, either way, that game is tomorrow, and I think you can hear it here on the fan. It's going to be here on the fan. So five uh, o'clock kick, I believe. Five p.m. kick. Uh, you have the 
are they the visiting team? No, they're the home team. So LSU is going to be facing Clemson. Trevor Lawrence and the the Clemson Tigers, the who have been con- just dominant for the past two years. Even when they weren't as dominant, Clemson was still just the team to beat, and you could tell. But this year, you can tell there was something in the water in LSU. Something they they were drinking the Kool Aid that Ed Orgeron prepared. And it's got them right there on the cusp of a national championship. Lynch, how do you see this game working out, Buck? This is tough for me. It's uh, I've been very, very high on LSU all year, and I think they've been just so much fun to watch. But as we've been seeing, and it's been proven many, many times over, is the better defense will often beat the better offense, right? LSU's defense is not super great. Uh, Clemson's defense is very, very good. Uh, they just held Ohio State, who had arguably the best offense in the country. Uh, you could argue, obviously, LSU, too, to... 23 points in the semifinal game. So as much as I love LSU, I think Clemson's going to get another win in this game. Again, a little bit, it comes down to experience. You've been there many times before with these two guys, especially Dabo Swinney. Um, Trevor Lawrence still is not lost in college. He's only lost once in his entire football career of uh, high school and on, I should say. He like a freshman or something like that. He was he a lost? senior in high school. Okay. Uh, he lost in the playoffs the senior year of high school, but um, yeah, he's incredible. And I love Joe Burrow, and I love this offense. But I think, was it you who brought up this point that when's the last time we had a Heisman winner who was this good also win a national championship? It's been a little while. It's been a while. So. The only one I can think of off top was Cam. Well, excuse me. Uh, um, uh, Did Sean Watson win the Heisman? No, the no. Uh, uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's the last person to win the Heisman and really perform well in the national championship. Did Watson game. win the Heisman the year he won the championship? He did not. Mm. No. So, I mean, there's, there's only two guys over the past decade that I could think of that have won the Heisman and really, you know, had an opportunity to really win. Mariota won the Heisman, and he was scraped in the national championship game. So, yeah, this is a great opportunity for Joe Burrow to go out there. But then uh, the guy I'm rooting for still is former friend, farmer friend himself, Edo. Like, it's impossible to not root for that guy. And I know right now somewhere the USC's uh, president and athletic director are just kicking themselves in the ass because they knew they could have had him, and they messed that up. They did have him. Because he wasn't a USC guy. They had him. No, they had him. And they could have kept him. And the players and This could him. be you. This could be you. But Although now he here you are. he didn't fit L.A. very well. I mean, him at LSU is perfect. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely it's perfect. They can understand what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. That, that, I think it's going to be a very good game, though. I'm, I'm very excited it. about it. Um, I just think Clemson's got more going for him across the board with uh, offense and defense combined to win this game. But I think I'll be pulling for LSU because uh, they're just way more fun to watch. So that'll be tomorrow on The Fan, 5 o'clock kick right after a shortened edition of primetime that you can hear, excuse me, you can hear that game. As far as I know, everything should be good to go for us to be back next week at the same time, you know, uh, 9 to 11. The games, I believe, next week are again starting at noon. So even if the Seahawks are on, maybe we have a shorter show. If the Seahawks win and that's the early game, then uh, maybe we have a shorter or earlier show or a shorter show. But uh We'll, uh, we'll figure that out later. We'll be back next week either way. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck on your bets today. Good luck if your team is in the playoffs. Go So for you, if you're a Seahawks fan, good luck to you. And uh, you can listen to that game right here in about uh, pregame starts in about two hours and then kick is at 340. Have a very good rest of your Sunday, and we will see you next week. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 